up, East Ty? Hello, East Ty. It's me, your funk soul brother, Tyler. <laughs> what? I... <laughs> I was just doing a bit from off off mic. I was bringing it into mic. Uh, you know the Fat Boy Slim song? I know the... Fa- What's I was the, the name one... of that song? That one is... It's the one in She's All That. Is it just called Right About Now? I think it is called Right About Now. Okay. Um, well, Right About Now by Fat Boy Slim. An artist who has nothing to do with High School Musical, other than that he performs music? We'll have to check if he ever produced a Vanessa Hudgens track or whatever. Yeah. So, we are Wildcat Minute. We are the amateur nerds. <laughs> oh yeah, the show. <laughs> We're talking about Minute 22 of High School Musical, in which Troy and Chad leave the theater. Or the stage, more specifically, I suppose. And it ends with Coach Bolton saying they're taking it. They're taking it? Yes. What are they taking? I think the, the championship. Ga- the game from the West High Knights. We have East to get High back to the West High Knights. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, we're basically at the end of this scene in the theater um, with Mr. Bolton coming in to get Chad and Troy. And then we have a scene in the principal's office with Principal Matsui. And then we cut to basketball practice again. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So we get this shot of Troy pulling Chad out of the tree. And he emerges with basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good joke. A, that he has the basketball. And B, just the expression he's making with his face and with his body, like the physicality of it, is very funny. So I think this is something I kind of wanted to touch on last minute and I forgot. But also it go- goes along with the surroundings you see. Uh, Gabriella, Taylor, Ryan, and these background characters all listening in on this conversation. I think this hits two two very high schooly things. Drama, One, but not like drama as in theater. Drama as in drama. No, well, <laughs> kind of yes. Uh, one is so Chad was asleep. <laughs> And poor high schoolers are so tired all the time because they are, like, growing and have all these pressures exerted onto them and it's no fair. And, like, no wonder Chad finds a moment of quiet and falls asleep. Yeah. And, like... Not really a moment of quiet. Miss Darbus was ranting at them. But, like, you fall asleep in weird places. (laughs) Yeah. But Chad's reaction to, like, holding the ball and looking confused, like, he kind of oh. looks like he's just woken up. Oh, okay, and like, I see. I see. He's like, what's going on? I'm just, <laughs> just taking That's a That's also very funny. <laughs> and I, like, feel bad for Chad. I thought he was just doing, like, a bit, like, it's me. I'm a basketball boy. No, he was, like. He just woke up. He That's just awesome. woke Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then the other thing is these surrounding people all listening in, like, you do, like, when there's an announcement over the when intercom. When there's a shouting match happening. Yeah, when there's, like, an announcement over the intercom, and they're like, someone come down to the office, and they're on goes, like, ooh. <laughs> well, you did the wrong ooh. You you did ooh as if, like, people were kissing at a, uh, at a taping of Full House. Um, well. It's ooh as in, like, ooh, like someone's so, in trouble. It could be, like, ooh. Depends. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> that was my ooh, so. But it, I think it, it, in very tiny ways, like, depicts real parts of high school. Yeah. And high yeah. schoolers. And Gabriella gives us this, like, smirk. Yikes. Like, a, yeah, it's like a yikes. It's like a, but a little bit of, like, a smirk, like, but also like a, ooh, wouldn't want to be in that position. Yeah. And Ryan is painting in the background. And he's, like, not looking. But, like, <laughs> I'm still working, but listening real hard. Yeah. It's really good. 
And there are some, like, background extras that are, like, one of them is, like, heads down, but obviously not doing anything, like, trying to, like, focus all of his attention into his ear so he can listen. And the other two are just, like, shamelessly, like, staring. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut to... The principal. Darbus and Bolton. With... In front of the principal. Yeah, okay, so did they have a discussion and then they couldn't settle it, so they went to the principal's office, or did they go straight to the principal's office? They probably went straight to the principal's office. As Principal Matsui suggests, this is an ongoing issue. Yeah. And... Mr. Bolton was like, I'm speaking to the manager. Basically, yeah, he pulled the I'm speaking to the manager, definitely. He is the type. I can uh, buy that. Yeah. He's saying if they if they need to paint sets for the play, why can't they do it after basketball practice? And that's not how detention works because of school timing. Like you're only allowed, to, like you're there for a certain amount of hours. Yeah, well, and the teachers are only there for a certain amount of hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and Miss Darbus isn't going to stay till seven p.m. just so she can have detention for these two that. Like yeah. special special treatment detention, which Darvis gets at in this really interesting way. Well, yeah, well, she in asks, a very weird way. She asks if these were theater students, would you still look for special treatment? And it's pointing out this favoritism, yeah, like the flawed favoritism that Coach Bolton is showing, but in a way that is very confusing and weird. Yeah, because Coach Bolton wouldn't look for favoritism for theater students. for theater students. She if she asked like. Would it be okay for me to seek special treatment for my theater students if they were on your basketball team or something? Like she, the way she proposes the the kind of hypocrisy or not hypocrisy, um, contradiction. Yeah, contradiction or double standard or double standard. That's the is wrong. But what she means is like that athletes get special treatment at high school and in this high school especially. Yeah, and I mean in most high schools that's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah, I had to tutor someone out of failing a history class in, like, two days. They were like, yeah, you have to get him to just pass this test. And I'm like, man. <laughs> no, I think and it's, it's so funny because the scene, or this, excuse me, the setting plays this comical kind of background character to all of this. Because as we're watching Darvis and Coach Bolton and Principal Matsui talk, we're just surrounded by trophies. Yeah, we see Principal Matsui's desk and the background in his office is all basketball trophies and, and like sports things. And yeah. He's got a hoop on one of he's got like a whiteboard that looks like it's got a play drawn on it, and he's got a little fake hoop. <laughs> it's so obvious that he's so yeah. partial to the basketball team. Well, yeah, and it it plays it pretty well because like the joke like the joke at the end is that he doesn't care. But the visual gag is that, like, he seems to be taking it seriously, but he's got this whole surrounding. And then he goes on, like, uh, can't we all just get along? We're one school, one student body, one faculty. And then and then he immediately turns to Coach Bolton. And he's like, so how's the basketball team looking? It's a good, it seems like he's serious at first, and then we it's just totally not serious. Yeah. And I think it's done in a way that's, it, it's not too cheesy yeah the only thing cheesy is the, uh his first line when he's like look guys stop it's not like a, it's not like a real human would say it but the rest stop. of the line is yeah good yeah and i think also i don't know if you noticed this but like coach bolton when darvis was talking like i don't know if it was the actor that like, they were goofing around on set and he was like he was having trouble not breaking 
He, like, had this underlying smile, and I don't know if it was, like, supposed to be, like, a, hey, I've got this in the bag kind of smile, but it seemed like he was laughing at Darvis's performance. I mean, she's got this fun line about, like, the musicale, and it's not just about um, young, young boys, boys in, in baggy shorts shooting uh, balls, balls for fork. touchdowns. Um, and uh, Baskets. Bart has, yeah, fun line. They shoot baskets. Yeah. That, that's a good delivery. No, I think... and. I do have a problem with Darvis's argument just in the fact that auditions are very dissimilar to a final Playoff championship. Game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Especially because auditions are self-selective. Yeah. And auditions are important. Don't get me wrong. In the same way like tryouts are. If you were saying tryout to try, like that would make sense. There's an equivalency factor there. But when you're talking about audition for something that you obviously already know in your brain who you're picking for the leads <laughs> like it's just filling if i'm it's filling an obligation yeah i would rather see this conflict come along later when like callbacks yeah or when when troy is auditioning for the play and it's like well you have to miss basketball practice and i mean i guess the conflict later will be that coach bolton blames miss darbus um and not his son but I think we could, I, I just think we don't need this scene. I think, I think it would be more interesting to have the scene later where like Troy had, Troy is doing something for the play and Coach Bolton comes in and starts like accusing Miss Darbus of stealing his player. And that seems more effective than just kind of this kind of quibble over detention, which doesn't seem to have a lot of stakes. No, the stakes are really low for the amount of escalation that's emerged. And just for us to spend, like, a whole 30 seconds on this argument, while it has, like, one or two funny lines. I think it does give a little more to some secondary characters that otherwise wouldn't necessarily, like, other than you. I just don't think we need a whole new set, like, a new scene. Like, they could have had this argument in what, like, in the the previous scene. Or something. But I think it pr- gives them an opportunity to be with equals. So there's a, a power, the power dynamic is shifted a little. So they're not performing in front of students. Like, ideally, teachers don't quarrel with other teachers in front of students. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier about there potentially being a song between Miss Darbus and yes, Mr. There Bolton. Yes, there was originally a duet, kind of. And so I would get spending a little bit more time on this argument if there would later be a song about it but again i think my stance is just going to be like this is a fine scene but it could have gotten cut my other thing so the principal principal matsui says something about you guys have been quarreling since the day you both started working here started teaching here is what he says and it made me specifically think is mr bolton a teacher at the high school or is he just a coach is he a gym teacher We've talked about this. We talked about this back when we were talking, introducing like Coach Bolton and stuff back in the early minutes. And I don't think it's ever really cleared up what his role is in the school. He dresses like he could be a teacher, but at the same time, coaches sometimes yeah, dress well, like that. He has that polo shirt on, which some teachers would wear, but you can really only get away with that if you're if you are a coach or a gym teacher. Yeah, I don't know though. I definitely had teachers that wore polo shirts like yeah like my chemistry and my econ teachers like definitely. yeah it's hard it's hard to say i think it depends because like it depends on their age and their comfort level yeah in the school and it depends and on like how formal looking a polo shirt is on you in general like some yeah. people polo shirt looks formal and some people it doesn't 
I just don't like polo shirts, yeah, period. I don't, I don't like them either. Um, like, I can wear one if I'm, like... if You're a button-down shirt. You're yeah, a full button I like down. a full button. And then we cut back... To, well, we get this fun thing. Uh, we get a match cut where um, after Principal Matsui asks Coach Bolton if Troy's whipped him into shape. Problem. Then what are you paying this guy to do then if Troy's um, the one? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he, Jarvis like, scoffs and yeah. walks away. Yeah. She's so mad. That's fun. And Principal Matsui, like, leans back in his chair and shoots a toy basketball into, like, a toy basketball hoop that he has hanging on the wall. And we get the match cut of the ball going into the hoop in the office to the ball going into the hoop. IRL. IRL, like, actual basketball. And it's just, you, we hear the switch at the same time, and it's, like, a quick jump cut. It's, you know, we've had a match cut before in this movie. Yeah. And I think it's It's the fun. type of editing thing that makes a movie very easy to watch and yeah. fun. Yeah, it, it keeps it dynamic and keeps it moving in a way that's understandable and yeah. shows progression. Yeah. And just the like the visuals like the visual style of a movie often like in terms of like the cinematography and the editing is often so underappreciated and how it makes a movie feel. Like I I and I'm just this is just a quick thing, but I was watching uh the we we were both watching the Avengers the other night. Mm. Um the first one from 2012 by Joss Whedon. And just I found I was just struck by how much more dynamic the directing was in that one compared to the more recent Infinity War and Endgame, which are wonderfully made films, mm-hmm. but just not particularly strongly directed mm-hmm. in in a way that like the the Avengers does have a, a unique style that's fun to watch. Yeah, and it really carries you through. It's funny to think about the like tw- 2012 Avengers movie. I don't think we would be where we are with the MCU now if that movie hadn't been the way it was in a lot of ways. Like, even put Marvel on the map in a lot of... Not like it hadn't already kind of been growing, but it really solidified, like, yes, this is a thing. Look at it. Be big. Yeah, well, the yeah, the Avengers is one of the most important movies of this century because it changed franchise filmmaking on a major scale, um, and it changed the goals of all studios who are producing films. Because now everything they need to make is destined or is intended to be a franchise, a la The Avengers, which led a lot of people down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah. Um, why? What? Speaking of franchises that shouldn't exist, our father was telling us the other day they're filming like the next four Avatar movies all at the same time. They're like filming this like is, two through five at this, the same. I mean, time. this has been known for a while. Yeah, Jimmy Cameron, but it has been like. They already have the titles for, like, the next three or four or whatever. Like, seven. They came- there's, there's a lot. I don't know how many. Like, you can say any number and it sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, any more than and, one. Yeah. But, yeah, Avatar 2 was supposed to come out in 2022, I think. It keeps getting pushed back, though. I don't know. Or maybe 2021. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Sorry, just... And I, was, I was like, well, yeah, that happens for other movies. He's like, what? And I'm like, Lord of the Rings. And it wasn't shot at the exact same time, but it was filmed back to back to back in a way yeah. that was not as common at the time. Yeah. Okay. So then we cut to basketball practice. And we get a lineup. Yeah, we get a little bit of a lineup. Uh, Mr. Bolton's kind of walking down a line of players. 
We see someone that we may have seen before. Like, he looks like one of the dancers. We see someone that does not look familiar. He's really tall, yeah. lanky. They he's... look more like the dancers in this scene than they did in the last scene. And then we get 33. Definitely 33. Yeah. And then we get Troy, who is not facing the same... Like, he's not head-on or yeah. shoulders forward. He's slightly turned. Like, he's following the coach, which is, like, okay. But it makes the jump very weird to when they go behind Troy. And I don't know if that's actually Zac Efron. It probably is. But, like, it doesn't kind of look like him because he's moved body positions and yeah. you don't so see that happen. So we get, like, happen. a reverse shot so we can see the coach's face as opposed to the player's face. Yeah. I didn't notice what you're talking about, but... Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that, like, he went from a shoulder... He went from being very turned to straight on in, like, a split-second cut. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's... That's, a- like, a continuity error, yeah. Yeah. But he's going down the line, like, hyping them up to yeah. talk about how West High Knights have taken it from them years and years. Yeah, for, like, the past three years, they've knocked us out of the playoffs. But this year, uh, we're going to we're gonna beat them and go to the championships or... Take back. Take back the... Cha- so is this the championship game or is it the playoff game? They're coming up to the final, like, the finals of the championship. Okay, what, I mean, what are the chances that the finals take place between West and East High of the same city? You know, there's a whole like state or district. Like, I don't like, I don't know what the like of the region. Are you telling me the two best basketball teams are just the ones in the same on the opposite sides of the same city? Seems highly unlikely. Like, I get that they're rivals. Well, well, so this is the first time. So, like, he made a differentiation. They've been knocked out in the playoffs by these ones before. So maybe the like so bracket. So this is the first time they've, they've been, been in the championship. Off in a championship. Okay. So maybe like the bracket was reworked or something. Like maybe they have yeah, redone yeah. it in a way that they could yeah. actually face in off. In the past, it was just just random. They had to happen to get knocked off, but now, yeah, they're meeting in the championship. That makes sense. Oh, also, um, I just want to point out the basketball boys are actually wearing pennies this time. Whoa! They're not wearing their full uniforms. They are yeah, still they have, numbered. Yeah, they're still numbered, and they have like East. East high on the front, but they have, like, bigger it, holes in them, and they're not, like, totally solid. Yeah, it's they're pennies, definitely. Yeah. Although they're single-sided pennies, so. I still think it's, yeah, again, I think it's interesting. Like, it's obvious that East and West High are rivals, because whatever, that's the same city. Um, Albuquerque? Yes. So, yeah, East and West of Albuquerque, sure, um, they're rivals. But, like, what are the chances that those two teams would be in the championship together? Apparently... It's, possi- cha- it's possible, uh, but Apparently unlikely. the chances are unlikely because they keep getting knocked out. Like, <laughs> it's a True. big deal. That's kind of all I had for this minute. There wasn't a lot of, like... I thought you had something about West High Knights, like, as a name, maybe? No. I, Knights is a perfectly regular name. I just... For Albuquerque, it seems a little weird. I just kind of wanted to talk about, like, the... I guess the basicness of, like, oh, our main, our main characters all go to East High. What should their rival be? West High? Like, I, mean, I guess that's part of my qualm with the whole, like, what are the chances thing. It's like, they could have just chosen any team. They could have just said, like, Greenwood. Like, or just, like, or if they were oh, going maybe, up against a prep school or something. Like, Maybe West isn't Albuquerque, though. Like, you can have <laughs> locational, locational schools in more than one okay, yeah. area. Okay. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, know. I think we're just meant to assume that it's, like, East and West are rivals. Yeah. What if it was North? Like, what if what if they were going up against North? Like, you can have a an East and a North. Yeah, but that's less contrast. In the way we were talking about Bolton 
Uh, Coach Bolton and Darvis being contrasting. East and West are more contrasting than North and West. Okay. Or North and East, excuse me. Okay. Anything else before we do our decom? The pumping up of Coach Bolton is kind of meh. He's, yeah. It, it's nothing it's hard to, worthy of. It's hard to tell the context of what this is. If this is like um, end of practice or if they're like about to scrimmage and whatever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you take a break and you just talk for a second and then you go back to playing. Like, I don't know. It's just exposition. That's all it is. It's a little weird. <laughs> All right, would you like to discuss our Disney Channel original movie of the week, Tondra? <laughs> I suppose I am. So I'm going to give you a, a movie, and you're, it's your job to guess what, what it is, what the plot is. Um, so the movie I've chosen today is Can of Worms. 2001 came out in April, um, written by Kathy Mackle based on her novel. So I think she got a screenplay credit. Uh-huh. And directed by Paul Schneider. M-A-K-E-L? Know the author. M-A-C-K-E-L. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we got we got our characters, Mike, Caitlin, Nick, you know. Any, um, any actors I uh, would know? Malcolm McDowell is the voice of a character, but I won't give away what he voices. Okay, that's um, helpful, I guess. Um, because that would give away too much. So, okay. Can of Worms. Can of Worms. How? What direction do I want to take this in? All right, so a group of three friends, two boys and a girl. Am I, am I assuming the gender correctly of those yes, names? Yeah. Um, Does it matter? Not necessarily. It's not a group of three friends. The girl's more like the crush, like the love interest. Gross. Okay. Um, but right. sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, magic fish, magic worm. I'm trying to decide what direction <laughs> I want to take this in. Is it a fishing movie? Okay. Let's go kind of clownish boy in school. Like, it's, it's a fine student. Not great. He and his friend pal around a lot. They're like kind of chummy, whatever. And they, I really have no idea what this movie is about. I'm going to guess they dig up a magic worm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is voiced by the guy you said. Malcolm McDowell. Sure. Is that like SNL? No, McDowell no. is. No. no. You might be thinking of Andy McDowell, who yeah. is the love interest in Groundhog Day. That Malcolm McDowell plays... Um, the, the iconic character from A Clockwork Orange, as well as many other characters throughout film and TV. Okay. Um, I just, it's a name I recognize, but I actually don't actually know as many of his roles. Yeah. Okay. So they dig up a, a worm. Ma- a magic worm. Magic. Magic worm. Yeah. And what, what size is this? Are we talking about uh, like the little caterpillar from Labyrinth? Labyrinth. I'm thinking cab- caterpillar from Labyrinth. Okay. Size. And they're like, crap. We have found the sentient worm <laughs> and they're like, so the boy finds it on his own and he like takes it to his friend and is like, yo, look what I found. And the, the worm had like said that they can, he can grant them something if they like do something for him. I guess there's this like opportunity of exchange. It's magic fish-esque in that like you do something for me, I'll do something for you. And... You're referring to the, uh, like, a, a folk tale about a yeah. guy who goes and catches, I think I've read, like, a sea turtle version of it. Yeah, there's, so, a, there's a bunch of, ver- there's a, a like, Cinderella magic thing. It's like, if you let me go, oh. I'll grant you a wish. And he, like, grants for, like, his life to be happy, or, like, to be rich. Yeah. And then he's not actually happy, so he goes out and catches and it again. Get, mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, the wife sends him back, and it's like, you asked for the wrong thing. Yeah. Um. So they start, like, thinking up, and they start, like, making a wish. 
or they, they start to work on making a wish, but they, every time they try and go it, something goes wrong because they don't want to be caught with this magic worm because then they'll get in trouble. Or like, if <laughs> or someone will try to- the government will use the worm. <laughs> well, that's what, no, they'll, it'll be like an E.T. situation where it'll, they'll get caught and like, who knows what will happen to the poor worm. <laughs> and in their efforts, they like attract the attention of this girl who like, he liked from a distance, but, like, she didn't pay much mind to him. And he's like, man, they're weird. And, <laughs> well, like, as they start being awkward around this worm situation, and she... It just up, ruins his chances even more. Well, no, she starts being like, huh, maybe he's quirky and fun and, like, kind of joins him in. <laughs> okay. But um, doesn't fully, like, know what's going on, but is, like, still here for the hijinks. And they end up letting the worm go without making their wish because they realize that they've formed good friends and they've, like, solved their oh, problems. The real magic was the, the friends they made along the way. Exactly. And they, like, in thinking about, oh, maybe I'll wish about this, they, like, did something weird to have fixed that problem. Like, it's very, like... Or maybe, like, they used the wish to address the worm's concern. Like, if the worm was like, I just want to go back to my home forest... And then they, like, use the wish to, like, preserve the forest. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, that would be, like, a they very... Use, they use the wish selflessly as, as opposed, opposed to, to selfishly. Correct. Yeah. And then they let the worm go. Okay. The end. The end. Uh, you are wrong, obviously. <laughs> um, I like it, though. Um, so this is an alien movie. Okay. Can of worms. Okay. Um, so, I, like, Lilo and Stitch alien or, like, alien are out of the... Out of this chest alien. Um, more like Lilo and Stitch, I guess. Um, let me just explain. Um, okay. No, it's too too long. Let me sum up. Uh, nice. The tagline on the poster is something like, who has time to be a, a normal kid when the world needs to be saved? Or something. So it's like a chicken which little... Is a, which is a little misleading. Um, all right. So basically this guy, Mike, played by Michael Shulman who appeared to have gone on to a successful theater career. He's like, he's like a normal guy. Maybe he doesn't fit in. He kind of likes this girl. He's like a teen? Like, yeah, he's he like middle a middle schooler? He's or? like a teen, I think. Okay. Kind of likes this girl, Caitlin, who's played by Erica Christensen. And, oh, he, does, oh, he doesn't fit in because um, he doesn't think that, like, his, like, Earth is, like, his real home. And he has, like, a dream about an alien. And so he's like, ooh, maybe I don't belong on Earth. Um, So Caitlin, whom he likes, unexpectedly asks him to, like, help set up for the Halloween dance. Mm -hmm. But then this, like, this bullet, this, like, rival guy, Scott, um, not really a bully. They both, Mike and Scott both play on the football team. And Scott, like, ruins the Halloween dance. And so Mike goes home and is like, oh, everything sucks. And he sends a message through a satellite to outer space. Okay. And the next day, uh, Malcolm McDowell comes as Barnabas, who is an alien dog. I don't know if it's like a dog like in Men in Black, where it's like an alien who just looks like a dog or in a dog-sized alien. But he's an alien dog. Or like Stitch, who Appa- is an alien who becomes a, a who, pet Who dog. pretends to be a dog. Um, apparently, Malcolm McDowell, as this character Barnabas, is a one of the more entertaining aspects of the movie. I think reviewers just kind of latched on to the one famous person they know. Yep. So Mike like shows his friend Scott who doesn't really believe him. Uh, things get confusing with Caitlin because while he's doing all these, like while, while he's having alien shenanigans um, and her, she gets confused. So basically what's happening is Barnabas essentially tells Mike, 
he's opened up he's opened up a can of worms. I don't know if he literally says that, but the can of worms he's opened up is um, by sending the message. Um, he's opened some sort of Stargate. Um, that's the actual word that um, okay. the Wikipedia summary used. Not related to the Stargate movie. Darn. Um, hopefully. Uh, maybe they are in the same universe. MCU! Um, <laughs> the, Star- the Stargate Game Cinematic Universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now a bunch of aliens are coming to Earth that's kind of like announced its presence. Um, first contact style, I guess. Sorry. And um, so a bunch of aliens are like coming down. Like there's a lawyer... Who wants Mike, who wants Mike to be able to like sue the rest of Earth? There's like kind of like a talent manager who wants Mike to like to Little Shop of Horrors esque, a little bit like that that kind of end beat in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, and then he and then there's this villain who wants to there's this villain called the Thoad. T H O D. T H O A D, but yeah. Okay. The Thoad, who. Like, wants to, like, capture a specimen from Earth and put it in a zoo a la Space Jam. Nice. Um, and so it's kind of wacky shenanigans with all these aliens. And, like, Nick is in on the action of, uh, eventually. Like, he has to convince people that there's aliens. And it takes a second. Mm-hmm. And eventually Caitlin is on board. and But the Thode captures Mike's little brother. And so they need to, they use, they use Scott as bait. To be able to go through the Stargate to Thode's zoo, and they like, they like capture the Thode in a cage, and they all escape back to Earth. And then at the end, Barnabas is like, "Well, uh, they decided that um, your message was just a fluke, and we're not gonna, we're not essentially, we're not gonna open Earth for business. We're gonna leave it alone from now on. It's not ready for other contact." Yeah, and. And Mike, but he still offers to take Mike, and Mike's like, "No, I'm going to stay on Earth with my friends." And that's it. That's can of worms. Okay. Obviously, the theme being like by contacting space, he opened up the world to like a whole, not a whole world of problems, a whole galaxy of problems or whatever. Yeah, it seemed silly. It, we haven't done like a sci-fi one. There aren't that many, so um, I think I I read a little bit of like the kind of like reception part on. YouTube, uh, not YouTube, Wikipedia, and it it seemed to imply that um it seemed to imply that the uh, effects were like if not if not like good or like the best part were at least interesting enough maybe like they were a little scary but like kind of fun and good enough to to make this uh, to make up a little bit for the story errors. Okay, I'm very curious to see what it looks like and like if I've ever seen any of the promos or anything because not like it, I might have. I don't. I know yeah. I've never seen it or anything, yeah, it but like, like it it's the some imagery more I've ever puppets seen. puppets than CGI because it's a TV movie from two thousand one. So yeah. So maybe there's like some bad computer effects. Yeah, it would have still not been quite round them. and smooth CGI. Yeah. But that was Can of Worms. Alrighty. Our and decom and High big, School Musical is a different decom that we spend uh, most of our time talking about. The big question is Can of Worms on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. Um, oh boy! So you can watch this can adventure of- film. Can open up your own can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Condor, where can people find us if they want to engage with us more? They can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Yeah, tweet at us with your hot takes. Or if you got a decom you want to recommend yeah. that we cover. Or if we've never heard of it, we could just both get, like, take your recommendation and then... Yeah, and then we can read the Wikipedia page out loud on air. Oh, that sounds yeah. fun. Or let us know what you think Coach Bolton's name should be. That's not Jack. <laughs> Um, yeah. 
rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or whatever. You're listening to whatever podcatcher you're listening to right now. Send us an email at amateurnerdpresent at gmail.com. Tell a friend in general, you know, just sneak onto your friend's phones and subscribe to this podcast. That's a great idea. We don't care if they listen. We just want the downloads. No, we want people to listen and <laughs> like and engage. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our music is by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler Woodrow. And hey, we'll be at you with more High School Musical Minute, Wildcat Minute, next week. You can bet on it.